Has anybody else had a hard time, like, just doing anything with wrestling in the last month? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where... It's been... Because, like, I have, shit... I have like, all the time... I have all the time in the world. I could watch all of Jushin Liger's, like, match history, and I feel I feel nothing. It's... Honestly, it's making me sad. <laughs> this is how... That's how I was, like, the year after I quit wrestling training. Because, like... And it was until we started this show that I was not in... Like, that was the year fucking Omega Okada 1 happened, and I could give less of a shit. That's how grim of a situation we are in right now. I thought we were already recording when Omega Okada 1 happened. No, we weren't. It was the year before. It was Okada Omega 2, I think we were recording for. Oh, that's right, because we started in 2017. Yes, we started right after Omega Okada 2. Yeah, happy anniversary! Whoa, ladies and... Wait, no, that's... That's the wrong one. What are we doing? That's the wrong show. Oh, no. fuck. Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen. It's a show about... Fuck. I was about to say theme park design that's technically possible. Welcome to Fight Boys. It's the maybe weekly show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, the takeover artist, the Dylan. I am I am just an annoyance at this point. It's me, Blake Tanner. And sitting in this corner, the most broken man in America... <laughs> Welcome to me again, a self-help podcast about helping yourself. What do I do? Help! <laughs> this is what you get for running 15 podcasts and 15 podcast Twitter accounts that interact with each other. You've lost your sense of self. Well, no, my favorite was uh, the one guy who I, I'm like, he does a lot of podcasts, so it's okay for me to, is Travis McElroy. I listened to him do an interview last night, and he was like, yeah, once I had a baby, I cut that down. I'm only on to three a week now, and I'm like, fuck, okay, so it's just me. It's just me now that's doing this. Oh, no, oopsie poopsies. Oopsie boopsie, yeah. Now, welcome to the show about professional wrestling. Um, professional wrestling is happening. Uh, and it's starting to get back to normal. AEW, there were people. There were people in the crowd this week. There were people interacting when Sammy Guevara got hit with a hit with a golf cart. Holy it was good shit. to see people when that happened. That was Sammy such- Guevara. Listen, never let it be said that Sammy Guevara will not bump for anything. Okay, Jericho like took that on like the shoulder. Guevara took it on the head. I've seen it three times. He took that face to the glass. Like boom, he bounced himself off so he didn't get hit by the metal. Pro move, pro move. He's been watching. He's been watching some tape. Yeah, moment yeah. of the moment of the fucking week this week. <laughs> I, I believe someone on Twitter said Sammy Guevara took that bump in the most painful way you could possibly take a bump, and they were right. I want I want you to know that that bump of the that Kenny Omega moonsaulted from over ten feet in the air off a scissor lift. Yeah. And that was not the most insane thing that happened in that match. Yeah, no one's talking about that. Like, someone posted, I'm like, ah, oh, fucking whatever. It's not Sammy Guevara getting hit by a car. So whatever. I'll, I'll <laughs> always remember Kenny's face as they're closing in on him on that <laughs> oh, yeah. fucking golf cart. It was, and the- it, was, it, it was Shades of 2016. 
2015. That was shades of his junior run. I could see the crazy in his yeah, eyes. The, he he was living that blood rush. He couldn't he could not stop until he was satiated. Yeah, somebody. I do love how everybody. I, I believe Kenny tweeted after it. Uh, quote: DDT wrestling will never work in these in the states. Kenny Omega, and it was just him driving the car, him leaning out of the car, both him and Matt. Oh, you, forget, you forgot the you forgot the bit where he, he was like, "Kenny Omega, hold my Coke Zero." Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Did was there anything else big from AEW this week? Because that's all I can really think of. I've become blinded um, by yeah, fucking the... Sammy Guevara getting hit by a car. John Moxley. Um... Prove once and for all what a stone cold badass he was, uh, because the Dark Order came out and Brody Lee and then beat him up and Brody Lee cut this this p- promo. He was like, he was like, accept my. Ch- I don't know what you are. Like, you an MMA fighter, a movie star, you a wrestler. Like, answer my challenge. Like, freaking Moxley gets up off the ground, picks up the microphone, like still half down. All you had to do was ask, man. He yeah. starts laughing. <laughs> And they beat him down even more, and I was just like, that's the most John Moxley thing you can do in that situation. Like, you could have just asked. <laughs> Come Damn. on. Uh, uh, I, he's distilled his character into something of perfection. Yeah. It, it really it really is. Like, meanwhile, on it, it, meanwhile on NXT, Karrion Cross has distilled an entrance into something of perfection because they said, what are those kids like nowadays? The TikToks? Let's do one of those, but as an entrance and make it the best thing of all fucking time. Because I've watched that entrance about five or ten times already. Like, I've not since Finn Balor's first demon entrance have I watched an entrance as much as Karrion Cross's. Honestly, I only watch it for Scarlet. I mean that, yeah. That's no, her probably... part of it is what makes it. Yeah, her part, like like singing along, is what makes it. Otherwise, it's just a it's just a muscly bald man with like you know smoke machines and bright lights. I can see that any weekend in Florida. Yeah, with me, I forgot what like because Killer Cross has just become a name we say, and I'm instantly been like, oh yes, the big scary man. I forgot what his face looked like and then at one point during the entrance you could see it and i went oh he's a lot goofier looking than i remember he is not as like brock lesnar big scary baby he's just kind of like a big jacked man with a douche douche goatee with a with with a hot girlfriend you forgot the you forgot the hot girlfriend part oh yeah yeah that hundred percent it makes all the that, difference that makes it See, 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 uh, Taya Valkyrie and Johnny Mundo. That, the, having the hot chick with you makes you way more douchey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and oh, so man. does this entrance. I, I didn't see it, but hold, hold on. You guys just talk for two and a half minutes. Oh, this is it, another fucking Lana Haybale situation for Blake. We <laughs> lost him for the rest of the show. Um, thank you for reminding me of that. Let me go look that up again. <laughs> <laughs> Be, um, let's see, I I'll guess the back. only other big news out of NXT is Rhea Ripley coming back to hopefully just win the title back from Charlotte and be like, okay. That's such, that's such bullshit. Why even, why even do it then? Why build up Io if you're never going to let Io shine? She's the best women's wrestler in the world. I, I think they're going to go for like a triple threat down the road, which yeah, would be and, very and Rhea's good. Gonna, and Rhea's going to pin Io. And that way Charlotte still gets to be fucking great. And like, I, I'm, 
I can see it now. I can I can see it. I can, I can see, see it. I can hear the episode of this show where you come on my fucking heel of the week right now. Charlotte <laughs> Slayer. Slayer. I think Oh no, I've retired. It's it's every time I have a heel of the week, I say it in the hopes that something will like get better. Yeah, like, yeah. No matter what it is, there's like a glimmer of hope. Like this is my heel. Like man, I hope like even with WWE, I was like Maybe there's a chance. I've given up on Charlotte's booking. I gave yeah. up on that after uh, after the triple threat at Mania where she became the first women's champion. I gave up then. Yeah. I do like Man, uh, yeah. apparently Charlotte tweeted out something like, I'm going to have this belt until I am get bored and I give it back to Hunter and I leave. Which, A, sounds accurate. But what I love was Rhea in the comments went, number one. It's a fucking title. Number two, you're a spoiled brat. And I went, she's over. She's over with me once again. I'm so happy. I love how you started that tweet and you're like, I'm going to do her accent. And then it was gone. (laughs) Well, no, because I know I would have went into like gruff, get me a Foster's Australian. And that's not what she sounds like at all. She does. I mean, it kind of is. (laughs) Add a little femininity, but it's it's right there, yeah, dude. I constantly forget what she sounds like. Like, I, I was playing 2K20 because I hate myself, and she's in one of the cutscenes and talking, and I went, this is a terrible voice actress they got for Rhea. Oh, no, that's just Rhea. That's just her actual voice. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Yep. Uh, you'd be surprised how hard it is to try to do voice for, like, a game like that. Oh, yeah. From what I hear, or even, like... <laughs> One of my favorite fucking things is, it was one of the NBA 2K games a couple years back. They got actual uh, NBA players to do their voices. It was so fucking terrible, but it was hilarious. Is it the same NBA game where Matt Walsh is in it for no apparent reason, but he's supposed to be like your fucking manager and Matt Walsh is there? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh man, well we are getting off on tangents tonight. Because I, I think we, I think we should have saved Sammy for a little bit later. It feels like we blew our load. There's really not that much else to talk. I feel like they're kind of. Here's the thing. I forgot how far away Double or Nothing is because I initially said in the in the uh, little group thing we've got. Uh, they're really rushing the build. Oh wait, they've got like three fucking weeks. They've got plenty of time to build up Brody versus Mox. Plenty of time to build up like all this shit that's going to happen. Yeah. No, everybody, everybody's like pooping their pampers about it. Yeah, that's it well. Seems. I mean, that's the thing with AEW is the fact that since they're we're so kind of ingrained with the WWE style of oh, there's it's the end of a month. There's going to be a pay per view. There's going to be a pay per view again two weeks from that. Then three weeks from there, there's going to be SummerSlam. We're so used to that that now we're like, what do you mean we have to wait twelve weeks for the next pay per view? No, you guys are rushing this build. AEW's like, do you know who we are? Not to mention the fact that we had to take four weeks off and do a completely different thing because of this virus. We had to, we had to do a different. We had to do a different show. We had to change the main event of this pay per view because MJF hasn't wrestled in like two months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you have any idea how much shit we just had to tear. We haven't had to tear up this much paper since yeah. Marty's girl didn't sign with us. <laughs> Tony Khan has been writing all night. 
Yeah, Tony Tony Khan has been writing this shit every day. Pineapple Pete's probably in the main event next week. Do you have any idea what alternate universe we're in right oh, yeah. now? And it's been confirmed that he... Somebody... We're in the alternate universe where somebody looked at Sugar Dunkington and was like, I can make a weirder name. Yeah. Uh, it is confirmed, by the way, that he now officially has the book. Tony does have the book for them. And, uh, yeah, if I had to give it to anybody, I'd give it to Tony. I think he said it happened right after the first Dark Order debacle when they all came out in the main event and everyone's like, why is this happening? That's when Tony said, I'm going to try to write this ship. And then he just took the booking from them. Who had it before him? Wasn't Bucks? it? Uh, before that, wasn't it Cody was singles, the Bucks managed tag, and Kenny managed um, Kenny managed the girls? Wasn't that it? I think Kenny still manages the girls. Yeah, I can see I that. I think basically they took it from Cody. I'm pretty sure they just took it from Cody. The tag team stuff was never bad. They might he might ask for he might have it from the that and be asking for the, the input from the Bucks. But there's no way he's like he he's looking at Kenny being like, I know how to book women better than you who actually wrestled alongside women for a sizable portion of your career. Yeah. I, I, I imagine him just like grabbing the books out of each one of their hands. He gets down the line to Kenny and he just stops and he's like no, hold no. on now. No. You keep this. Yeah. Yeah. No. You, I like no, that. He, he's, like, he's like, that Joshi match was one of the best matches at Double or Nothing. I can't fault you on that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's what it was. Cody went backstage into Tony's office. Tony's like, man, they're having a lot of trouble with, uh, they don't really like this Dark Order thing that you guys are doing. Don't worry. I'm going to do this awesome thing with the Nightmare Collective next week. Co- Cody, give me the fucking book. Give me the book right now, Cody. <laughs> Put it on the table. I want your gun and your badge, Cody, right now. You know, you know, you're saying do the work. There's such a thing as bad work to do. You've done too much work, Cody. You've done insane. No, but you don't understand. It builds to a great moment five years from now, Cody. That doesn't work. <laughs> Cody, you're you're getting a little overworked here, brother. Long-term booking. The librarians are AEW men's and women's champions. They rule with an iron fist <laughs> in the shape of a book, and it's oh shit. Now, fucking. I don't know how I wanted AJ Styles to return. I didn't want it like this. I didn't want it to be on some one-off Raw where he comes back and is like, hey, look, I know I got literally buried in the dirt to a point where you could see my hand sticking out. I was dead. But, hey, it's all cool now, baby. I'm back. I'm AJ Styles. Fuck you. He does the phenomenal ones, like, hand sign. It says, fuck you on his palms. Yep. Uh, During his uh, stream, actually, uh, AJ had this to say on his return. Well, I've heard people say, well, I mean, you just kind of wasted it. Styles buried alive. He could have come back as a different character in a different mood, a different look, something different. He came back and he was exactly the same before he got buried. I'm with you. <laughs> like, I don't e- I don't want a full gimmick change. The most I would do is maybe like remember Can you go back to You the, remember the the, the no one from TNA? Yes, I was going to say that. Like yeah. the aces and eights AJTs, like that's what I would have yeah. done. Where he's Yeah, like, I want the leather jacket with the hood and the mom haircut. And, like, the the coming out to more somber music. Like, like I, want, I want that. Like, he's lost his soul. Like, a, a fully yeah. soulless AJ style. It would have been dope. Or, um, you know, he got his best friend's he, he, actual killed. 
Yes. Yeah. He, 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 he wrestles a lot more like cold and heartless. There's a lot more like the calf crusher comes back into play a lot more and he kind of like singes it in. Yeah. Like yeah. deeper. Like that kind of shit. That's the AJ. God, it, just thinking about him wrestling that style, I just would want to see him and Brian go at it all fucking oh, yeah. day. And as much as I do love the no one AJ Styles, I still, to this day, my favorite return, quote unquote, in wrestling is still when Aces and Aids is battling, like, I think it was Sting and Angle and all them. AJ comes out to his sad music and is like, is he going to join Aces and Eights? Pulls back the hood. Get ready to fly! <laughs> and, like, normal AJ runs in the ring. <laughs> yeah, no, it was Main Event Mafia. They actually, AJ was in the match because Angle had to go into rehab. Oh, okay. So they were like, let's just quickly change. Let's bring back AJ Styles with his old gimmick for no reason. That sounds familiar, actually. Really? Yeah, it's like it's almost happened before. Hmm. I also to be do... fair, that, that, him coming back like that did give Alistair Black giving his promo today or uh, his promo this week, um, where because AJ threatened to like throw people off the building. Yeah, and, he's and like, that's been teased. Throw me off. A lot of people have been saying like someone fell off the WWE studio while they were fucking recording. I mean, yeah, yeah I was. But... I would feel like that is going to be one of those spots that has to happen, or I'll be disappointed. <laughs> AJ Styles has to kill a man or I'll be disappointed. Mm -hmm. And I'm fine with them doing it as it's something pre-recorded, you know? I would not be okay with it being live because uh, that kind of just gives me the nose. I I wouldn't want to try to throw someone off a building live, you know? You done? There it is. There it is, yeah. <laughs> okay, Yeah. cool. Moving on. <laughs> I'm just dropping it. We're just going forward. No, Talk please. I was quiet for so long because I wanted to hear what you had to say. Also, me. I just wanted to talk about the. I wanted to talk about the promo that I brought up, and then you guys <laughs> like buried me under. I was like a sentence in, and then both of you had a separate conversation Welcome to our fucking lives, Dylan. Ah. <laughs> uh. I'm trying to get better. <laughs> I'm trying. And apparently we're getting worse. Yeah, exactly. That's not how we fix this problem. But what I really oh, liked God. about that AJ thing is it gave credence to something got Alistair Black got to say in his promo. It was very good. Uh, Dylan, you were saying... <laughs> <laughs> no, the bit at the end where he said, if you try to do that, you better hope I die or else you'll wish you'd... Uh, you are, it's something about how he was only buried six feet deep. Did he say he it with backs? Did he say it with he, that exact cadence? You better hope you kill me, or else I. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, something uh, like uh, that. Something like that. I had it in my head that it didn't. Listen, the main part is he says that, and then he slowly like w fades into the background, and they actually did a good job of it too. So it looked super like his original gimmick, spooky. Yeah, yeah. Like, they could give Aleister Black, like, Undertaker powers, and I'd buy it. Oh, yeah, easily. Like, yeah. when he first came out, I was like, this is new Taker. He is going to take the mantle of Spooky Boy who wrestles at Mania and is very powerful. And then they are like, he's just an MMA guy who likes dark metal. No, that's not who he is at all. His entrance, they literally oh. had him rising up like a vampire from the darkness. <laughs> like a fucking Skyrim villain popping up. Exactly. Oh. Listen, 
and, and, like MMA guy that listens to dark metal is way better than like how Michael Cole almost fucked it up in the very beginning. I don't know if you remember that. I don't. What? Where he said he was moody. Yeah, oh, moody. Alice or black god. Yeah. So we got away from that, and now he's just black massing <laughs> people left and right, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, mm. it's lovely. So, so that's oh, such a sweet finish. So EC three looks terrifying now. By the way, I don't know why. I'm, he... I'm, I. It's because he has a buzz cut, which he has not had in his whole career. He's had that long hair for forever. Yeah, and like he has such a harsh face. So with the beard, he just looks like some kind of like organized crime boss. Yeah. And he keeps like cutting the, promos, but for the revolt, which leads me to be like, is he their manager now or like going to join them or something? Which I don't know how those two worlds mesh, but okay. Honestly, I I totally, I totally take that as the fourth member of that new horseman stable. Yeah. Because if think, it's Cody, I, you're going to get real mad. <laughs> doesn't, even if it makes logical sense, you're like, Fuck you, no. Scotty said it. Why do you have to stick your dick in everything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let something good happen you're not a part of. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't tried to tried to Superman booking take on the Dark Order alone. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, he'd he'd make sense. Because he could be honestly, out of out of all of them, if you put Spears there, like EC3 is the closest thing they have to a flare. Yeah. If he's if he goes back to full EC three style, yeah, yeah. But I but if he keeps looking like a tiny killer cross, it's not gonna work because that's who he looks like right now. Yeah, but you know, once he gets back into his like his EC three mojo, oh yeah, yeah. Not his. I'm gonna sip a red solo cup in the back, real sad for a few minutes, and that's all I get on Raw for two years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you just have to find a way to buy trouble from TNA. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Did he ever actually talk? In after WWE. Like, after like yes. after uh, his main roster. I but well Once. no because did he because he was on that episode of a moment of bliss where Mox came out and was like where's fucking EC one and two and did like jokes like that. I don't remember if he talked during that though. I, I think don't he was think quiet. He did. I don't know. Nope. Yeah. He, he got cut off. Yep. Yeah. So no, no, he didn't. Jesus. His, his best, his best moment, like many other people was in the North American championship ladder match. Oh yeah. Oh, where shit. he did, where he was like EC three baby. And then Adam Cole murdered everyone in the ring. Yeah. But boys, it's time to get back on our bullshit because there's a pay-per-view this weekend that needs predicting and it's money in the bank and there's only six matches I could find. So, oopsie poopsies, this is going to be a fun one to do. There was no news to talk about and there's no predictions really to be made. So this is going to be a short-ass episode. And literally the hey, only wait. prediction, the only prediction that we could ever have any fun with, y'all predicted earlier in our chat when I couldn't type back. <laughs> Welcome to typing back the mini <laughs> rant from Blake Tanner on Fight Boys. <laughs> so just say we do it on the show, we keep it on the show, and everybody gets... A, a, you know what, I won last year, and y'all are keeping it away from me because this bullshit. Uh-uh, we're working dude, fast. I'm fixing, dude, dude. 
Dude, you saw one of my my pick for the tag match. Don't act like I'm trying to keep anything oh away from you. Oh my god. Okay, hold on. No, fuck it. We gotta we gotta get into this. So, fatal four way match for the tag titles: the New Day versus Lucha House Party versus Mizen. Is it Mizen Morrison or is it the Usos? Well, one of the Usos is out for six to eight months. So, guess. Okay, Mizen Morrison versus Forgotten Sons. I have Forgotten Sons. Blake has New Day. Dylan, go on. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Listen. 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 So hear me out. Hear me out. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You sound like the drunk friend at the end of a party who's like, hold on. Listen, listen, listen. No, listen. You don't understand. Listen, 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 listen. WWE has this great habit where um, they'll have a bunch of people beat the the tag champs to get into a match. And then they'll have one team that looks like they're going to do it. The Forgotten Sons look like they're going to win this match. Therefore, Lucha House Party is totally <laughs> winning this match. That's so good. There's no reason not to give them the belts. I'm tempted to give Dylan the entire win for next year if he gets it right. I really am. <laughs> you could be better. I mean, if he gets this one, that's five points easy, right? Yeah, okay, that's what it is. If Lucha House Party wins, Dylan gets five bonus points. <laughs> Why do you guys not believe in good Lucha? <laughs> <laughs> I, it's not that I don't believe in it, it's that I know Vince doesn't. Yeah. Um, well, Ma- no, I... Never mind. Uh, Matt, I guess we can skip McIntyre, Rollins, and Bailey Tamina, because we all just were like, champs keeping it, it's okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I could I honestly I could honestly see them doing Tamina over Bailey, but not enough to actually pick it. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I was at the exact same place of maybe, but not really, and then I'm like they're not gonna give Seth the title right now. Like that it's not there. And with the other one it gets to the point where it's like if they do this, it's just gonna I it, sometimes you really do like have this perfect merger of there's no way they're going to do that, really, and it doesn't make any sense. And when both of those come together, you get both of these matches. Yes. Uh, for to be fair, have, have you seen Tamina's, like, tweets where she, like, shows she has a personality? Yeah. No, to yeah, me- she's, been on, she's been on Twitter doing more character work in, like, this month than she got her entire run. To be fair, so is Carmella. Carmella is killing it right now, like on Instagram, just doing TikToks of other wrestlers. You know, it, we could we could start having to base our predictions off of uh, who is the most active on social media before a match. By that logic, well, no, because Chuck isn't that like there that frequently, but when he is, he hits hard. So I would say <laughs> Chuck Taylor wins. Chuck is the Brock Lesnar of social media. He goes away, but when he comes back, it's with a vengeance. <laughs> yep. And he's always the man to beat, but he's never there to beat him. Uh, Strowman versus Wyatt, and I want your predictions to be right, but I'm saying Strowman for no reason. I have no reason to back it up other than maybe... And this is my big maybe. Wyatt demons all over him, beats him to hell. Uh, Strowman's about to get a comeback, gets cracked over the head by the Money in the Bank winner, and gets cashed in on immediate changing of the title. That's nah, my that... logic right there. So I'm saying Strowman <sighs> wins, then a cash in. Yeah, no. Because I... 
So I know their original plan was Goldberg into Reigns. Reigns probably takes down the Fiend because you yeah. know. Yeah, he. That's what he does. I, honestly, at this point in his life, I wouldn't even mind it. I'd be like, no, no, he's earned it at this point. We gave him shit for like five years. He's still there. Honestly, at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. More power to him. You beat the you beat the IWC and cancer. You deserve the belt. Just take it. <laughs> Just take it. You you get your run. You get your run. I hope it lasts. I hope you have an Okada-esque run of just making people look great. You deserve it. But since they didn't get that, and since, you know, good old Joe's not coming back in the foreseeable future, because, you know, giving cancer makes you very uh, autoimmunity deficient, um, they yeah. had to go with, uh, with Strowman, because the theme was already booked. So this is as textbook transitional champion. As you can physically get. Yeah. So, and after the Firefly Funhouse match, which is so acclaimed, there's no reason to not put your belt on the most notable person on SmackDown. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, <clears throat> if Strowman somehow, some way wins this match, fine. I have no idea what you gain. I have I'm, no idea who takes the... Honestly, we should have a, another prediction at the end of this, because NXT happened and Cole still has the belt, and at this point, I don't know who the fuck takes it off of him anymore. But that's... <laughs> it's getting into Baszler situation. It's a Baszler territory right now. Baszler, what? there were several people where I was like, maybe this happens, there's a triple threat, you can, like, somebody else in there. Unless Dexter Loomis comes out and literally murders Cole, we have a second BTE situation. I don't see him dropping the belt. Yeah. yeah. I, I would have, like to see that. I I have just realized an error in my plan. And it is the what? fact that the person I picked to win Money in the Bank is on Raw, which means they wouldn't cash in on Strowman. Yeah, they would. That, well, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's the house that he built. Okay, hold on. Let's just skip ahead. Money in the Bank predictions minus AJ Styles. AJ. Okay, yeah, I like that. AJ cashes in, says I'm returning to the house that AJ Styles built with the championship. Yes, I like it. That does. You know what? I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change my prediction to a cash in. I just want to see it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's. I feel like they can. I feel like they can really only do one briefcase holder per year, even though they've got two briefcases, because I don't think that they have enough cognizance to book it really well. See, I have Alistair Black, but I have Black going for McIntyre, but I have it in, like, the old, like, in a repeat of of RVD, where, it, like, Black isn't going to cash in on somebody. He's going to, like, look McIntyre in the eyes and be like, like, just set the briefcase down, then just name the pay-per-view, and then just leave. Like, yeah. which is way better! Like, we've had a million, ca like, we've had a million cash-ins the night of, like, out of nowhere. Like, I want one person to use it for what, like, that it was originally intended for, but as, as like, a, I'm at the front of the line now. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am calling my shot. It didn't it see you there. Dickwad. <laughs> it, it has turned into, like, the cash-in, it has just turned into, when can we make it a surprise? What's gonna be the surprise? What's it gonna look like? And it's never, they never do anything else with it anymore. Like, they never do any, like, anybody 
uh, cashing in beforehand or anything like that. And Scotty, I know you spent the last five minutes trying to find out when two Money in the Bank briefcase holders have been booked together. I'm just saying, I don't remember it, so it doesn't matter. No, no, no. I was trying to rem- I feel like, didn't Corbs announce it? Because I remember Cena announced his, and that was a big one. No, because Corbin, Corbin tried to do it out of nowhere, and then somebody interfered, and then he got yeah, pinned. Yeah, because it was against Cena. That's right. Who yep. won... Cena's done it Who twice. Who won the women's Money in the Bank last year? I can't remember. Was it... Uh, it wasn't Alexa. Because Alexa was the year before, and that's when she cashed in on Naya. Oh, Bailey. Bailey, that's right. Okay. One of these gotta hold it for a while, because it's been a while since we've had somebody hold it for... Because Bailey only had it till, like, SummerSlam, I think, and Brock only had it till fucking... Brock announced it. Brock announced his... He did. Did he? Didn't he? Why wouldn't he? It's Brock. Brock does not need the element of surprise. No, 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 no. Brock said, I will do it anytime, any place. Like, it's up to me. Oh, okay. And then he just showed up one day and, like, it's did it. It's time. Let's go. Oh, by the way. Yeah, by the way, for the men's uh, match, I, I did pick Daniel Bryan because I bought his shirt. And it, it felt fe- really good on it on on Blake's nipples, so he's yeah, very. It does, uh, <laughs> it does caress the nips in a nice way. Um, Do you like that picture I uh, I found of Daniel Bryan made out of angry <laughs> trees? That was really that was really fucking good. Um. Oh, also, FMA is in our chat doing his thing, which is just sending us a shit ton of articles, and he found the one article that perfectly is like the the Venn diagram of Scotty Moore, and it is about the fact that the next episode of DuckTales is going to be centered around wrestling. So next week's episode is going to be entirely me talking about this good, good episode of DuckTales. Alright, I mean, that'll give us more to talk about. Yep, and then... I feel I really feel like FMA is like uh, Jamie on Joe Rogan's. FMA, can you can you look that up? FMA, for me? you got this. FMA, did Brock Lesnar cash in? Did he did he announce it? Please let us know. Um, oh. Hit me up. You guys ever you guys ever do do New Japan? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, he would abbreviate. You guys ever try NJPW? It's that good shit. <laughs> you're, you're and now it. finally, who is going to be winning the women's Money in the Bank briefcase? And I'll be honest, all three of us, like, our th- all three of our picks were the three that I was staring at going, I got no fucking clue. It could be any one of these three. Yep. Wait, which one did Blake pick? Asuka! Because yes. y'all picked the other two that I was thinking about picking. So, yeah. uh, it was, it was, it, it was the same for me. It was down to these three. So, I think we got a good spread. Yeah. Uh, I had Naya because I think Naya. I like how we all. I like how we took three heels. Oh yeah, we're like, ain't no baby face. Carmella's not getting this one again. She's not. <laughs> but there's no James Ellsworth to throw the briefcase <laughs> to her. But uh, you, I had Naya. Dylan had Shayna, and Shayna's honestly a pretty good pick. I just don't. To me, the money in the bank briefcase seems like a punching up kind of thing like you need someone who's lower on the totem that's why it was so weird for fucking brock to have it because i'm like he doesn't need it exactly they don't so that's where i'm like Shayna. neither did edge but edge got it a second time I, I, let, let's not 
let's not forget the fact that Brock was never in that match. He just climbed the ladder, took the briefcase, and he kept it because nobody wanted to tell him he couldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't even know the terms. Yeah. What was that episode where... <laughs> he almost beat up Paul Heyman. <laughs> he was just like, what do you mean I could cash in whenever I want? For an, enti- for an entire fucking year? Fuck this, I'm out. Hey, Why? hey, hold on. Why didn't you tell me you didn't know? How did you not know? Wait wait a fucking minute here. This isn't a boombox. <laughs> <laughs> I hip hop dance my way all the way down here, hearing hearing it's tricky. Where is that coming from? Yeah. I have a tumor? Jesus. <laughs> now uh now you know who I always makes me feel like hip hop dancing? All of our patrons at patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's the website where you can go support the fight boys and get access to exclusive content like Wrestling History X, the show where we take deep dives into the history of some of our favorite moments in professional wrestling, whether that be Kenny Omega's debut in New Japan Wrestling or CM Punk in the epic summer of punk after the pipe bomb. You can get it at patreon.com slash a load of BS and you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week like the Patreon Saint. He has returned that son of a bitch Gazi. And if you want to get shouted out like him, please, we don't want to say his name anymore. Go to patreon.com slash a load of BS. So we talked about it last week. Are we going to just start Gallows Watch and see what we can get? Um, How about we do it a once a month thing? That way we don't wear out our welcome. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm down with that. All right, let me uh, let me pull it up. Yo, at Luke Gallows. I did message him earlier today because he was promoting his Patreon, and he goes, and I said, there's nowhere on this website where I could submit a Dirty 30 and some Natty Light. This is bullshit. <laughs> uh, that's also what I should use my high spots thing for. Wake up, it's time to die with six furs. Yep. Yo, Big LG. I don't... You're the fucking master, Shakespeare, right on. I didn't even want to do that this week. I wanted to tweet Chris Hero. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you said once a month, and I'm like, well, we haven't used our one. I forgot it was a new month. Oh. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll do Hero. That's legitimately what happened. I forgot what week it was. Okay, yo, Chris Hero. Um, I don't know. Just blow smoke up his ass. Tell him how great he is. He is. I don't <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually just gonna say, yo, Chris Hero, Wu-Tang, <laughs> and then a question mark, and that's it. Hashtag. You know what? We've tweeted, we've tweeted, we've tweeted worse things. Be sure you put hashtag wrestling genius. Okay, I was doing hashtag hero watch, hashtag wrestling ge- I'd love if that got us a follow. He's like, fuck yeah, Wu-Tang, I'll give him a follow for this. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, all right. Wu Tang. All right, yeah. Wu Tang. Fuck yes. Chris Hero, still nothing to fuck with. I own that shirt now. It's on the way here for Pro Wrestling Tees because I was like, that shirt's too good not to own. That's great. But for now, let's get into our heels and baby faces of the week. Let's start with the dark side, the heels, the most diabolical people in the world of pro wrestling this week. You want to go first? You want me to first, go first? I can go first. Let- I'm still trying to look up my fucking articles. Oh, oh, here it is. Okay. I, can, I can go first, then. Um, All right. So, so the elite are, like, <laughs> in kayfabe, the worst group of friends that have ever existed inside of a professional wrestling organization. 
there is, I can, I can think of no one, literally no group of three to five people that help each other less, yet somehow are, are branded as being a cohesive unit. Yeah. Like, Cody Rhodes is the worst friend you can have in professional life. Here's my favorite, because of course you're talking about the fact that Inner Circle ganged up and beat the shit out of Omega. Five on two! Nobody showed up! Not a goddamn soul! And here was my favorite part, was I went, well, Cody couldn't have helped, because he was helping his wife, who had a snake thrown on her by an old creepy man named Jake Roberts. Oh, wait! Cody didn't come out for that either. Cody was just backstage like this seems normal. This is fine. Cody and then and then I came back he was like Cody Rhodes who didn't want to come out to second a, a member of his own stable who was going up against his future opponent, you know, to like show some continuity. Nope. Yeah, exactly. And you were like, yeah, but Cody was in the shower and that really pretty actually easy match against Joey Janela, no, no, he's just a dick. Like, don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. I understand. The Bucks are still quarantined in, like, Rancho Cucamonga, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, that, because Nick just had a baby, so they're like, we're not fucking yeah. with that. Absolutely not. No. Yeah, and then Hangman, I believe, is self-quarantining. So, yeah. like, out of kayfabe, there's a lot of reason. But in kayfabe, they're still the worst. Like, this is by yeah. far... Every think, example. Like, nobody supports anybody. I, was, I think they brought up the fact that Bucks and uh, Paige weren't there. I think they publicly brought that up. So at least, even in kayfabe, you could be like, oh, they weren't available. But Cody, there is no fucking excuse. I know, earlier, but like... Earlier today, I, I made the comparison of, like... Y'all remember when they would put John Cena in a storyline with somebody else where he was supposed to be their friend, and the woo, friend woo, is the person yeah, that got the shit beat out of him all the time? You remember when John Cena made out with his best friend's girlfriend? That was fucking amazing, right? That's cool, right? That's so cool. But yeah, no, like, nobody will come out to second Adam Page in his matches. Everybody's like, you need to get your shit together, you're drunk, and it's just like, that's not how you help anyone. Like, they're just the shit, like, they're like, you become an alcoholic, none of them taking responsibility for why he became an alcoholic. Like, it's just (laughs) literally, they're the worst group of, they're the worst people I've ever seen. Like, I would hate the Young Bucks at this point. I'm waiting for Hangman to just, like, I'm hoping for a heel turn just from him. I don't want it from Cody. I want it from Hangman Page. I want Hangman Page to take a chair and just take out every, it'll break my heart to see him take a chair to Kenny Omega, but it would also be cathartic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, the elite are my, are my heels because even if they were there, they probably wouldn't have come out and helped. And if they had, they would have been ineffectual like they were every other time. Yeah. What happened all the other times? Santana and Ortiz put them through the frickin' stage. Like, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are the, they are the worst babyface super friends ever. They are the worst stable <laughs> I've ever been in. Well, my heel of the week, it's not something that, like, I don't hate the show, but I hate what certain events had to be reminded of me from the show and it's battle of the brands on up up down down because i was sitting down today i was like oh good i can relax for a few i'm gonna watch some battle of the brands 
and it starts off, and it was the first episode after their last batch ended, and Xavier goes, um, yeah, there was like a weird time portal thing, and a lot of our wrestlers went through it, and they're not available on the show anymore, and they can't be here anymore. So, like, Aiden English, who was in, like, a long-standing feud with Cesaro on, I think it was Creed's show, gone. Uh, Drake Maverick, who was easily the MVP of the show, because, like, they would cut in. They'd cut in, like, promos, and it'd be Maverick, like, talking shit to Drew Gulak about how he won the World Heavyweight Championship and shit like that. He was the fucking best part of that show gone and it was just a like 30 minute period of me being reminded oh yeah all these amazing people are gone now fucking good and the worst part is the fact that they had to bring in new people so they brought in like a Corey graves they brought in dolph ziggler they also brought in michael mcgillicuddy because i have to assume this was filmed in that week period, <laughs> right before Axel left, meaning that the next batch they have to be like, fucking McGillicuddy's gone now too. Don't know what to do. Oopsie. I would, Uh-oh. yeah, I would barely even address it at that point. That's the biggest oof. Yeah, that like, was a oh. huge oof. God <laughs> damn, fuck, man. And like they still referenced him, like they were like, "Yeah, Aiden English when he went through the portal, I guess he tagged in Corey Graves, his fellow commentating friend, and brought him back, and that's why he's here." And I was like, "I know you guys are trying to make us feel better about it, but it's so sad that all of them are gone." It's every Ed Thanos just snapped, and it was yeah. over. It for one of the shows, it was like literally half the roster all disappeared, and I was like, "Oh no, oh shit! Why is fucking Graves here wrestling now? All of a sudden, it's like, oh, I can't. I I never even thought about that. Just how big of an impact this would have on Up Up Down Down because there's so many Up Up Down Down like like just solid standalone characters that are just gone now, like long time people that were on that show. Oh, dude, if if Breeze ever gets released up, up, down, down's going down. There's no way they could keep it. Because Breeze is, like, easily the second of that channel. He's probably one of the best parts. And, yeah. I didn't realize that it was an official WWE product. I thought it was his, it was his like, secondary thing. But then I, after looking it up, it was like, oh, it is WWE-owned and affiliated. So, I guess they have a say. And I, I read an interview with Creed, and he was like, I got like 94% of the say, and I'm like, ah, that's still, that's still 6% that they can handle on this. Yeah, if you remember that time that we, uh, talked to him, uh, that night that SmackDown was in Birmingham, we saw him at the Purple Onion, uh, he, he was talking about how WWE funded all of his equipment and stuff, and like, the, the, the agreement they had is that, uh, he would pay them back with just like, the funds that the channel made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, it was just a little bit of that. So I don't, I guess, I guess he's probably paid them off by now, but it's still, like, since WWE has to give the okay for all of it, then yeah. there's still just that little bit that they're being controlled with. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my heel of the week, and this is a good heel for actually being a good heel, um, and not something that's made me really sad, like, the one that FMA mentioned, which is the Maryland, uh, athletic commission oh yeah i i was literally messaging you guys because i had already put in my heel and i was like who wants this one because 
we can't not talk about this form. Was it? He was a WCW announcer, wasn't he? Just blowing yeah. the fucking horn on AEW because he's a jag off. Yeah, but anyway, they they uh they find AEW ten thousand dollars for uh the Moxley Omega match, and eh, you know what? Fuck it. Now they can just promote with it. Fuck that you, Maryland. Guy- that guy's message is the fucking funniest thing ever. He's like, this was a black eye on the face of professional wrestling thanks to AEW. And I'm like, it was a good quality match. You can eat my old dick. You know, it was a great <laughs> match. I'd rather I'd rather them just do it anywhere but Maryland. I'm Maryland. Can he just eat a dick? Sorry, <laughs> FMA. I know you're from Maryland, so. That's the Bring new the fucking pay-per-view. Bring another pay-per-view to Florida. (laughs) That's the new fucking slogan for AEW. AEW, anywhere but Maryland. Sell that on a shirt, baby. Uh, So my my real heel of the week is uh, Matthew Riddle. Because he's so fucking good at making me dislike him, but pretty much usually being right. Or, like, making arguments, and I'm like, I can't really argue against you. Because that is a good point. You're just really being an asshole about it. Like, next level. Uh, Earlier this week, he tweeted, I'll tell you this. Do I have heat with WWE or NXT or the people that run the show? No. Do I have heat with some of the people who think I'm disrespectful at times because they don't understand how business works? Yes. Do people take things too seriously? Yes. I fucking hate him. I hate him so much. (laughs) And it's like, ah, yeah, I've been on both sides of that, too, because it's like, you're making a good business decision, but you're being an asshole. God, you are a lot like Brock Lesnar, except if you were like Brock if he was a millennial. Yeah, exactly. And and smoked a lot of weed. A lot of weed, yeah. A lot of weed. It's like weed instead of Jimmy John sandwiches and beer. Yeah, Yeah. so, (laughs) it's really weird. I liked Matt Riddle way more before he got to WWE. Yeah. Like, I was really big on Matt Riddle. I was like, man, if it wasn't for, like, if it wasn't for the weed, I really could see him doing, like, some good stuff in, like, a a New Japan or, like, a Noah or somewhere where he could, like, show off his his talent. He signed to WWE, and I was like, I was like, well, I've learned two things today. Uh, One. Uh, the uh, the anti drug policy in WWE is a complete lie, <laughs> a total fabrication. And two, uh, this is either going to go really well or really poorly. There's no yeah. middle ground with Matt Riddle. Yep, and I I think I love this tweet because um or I don't know if it I think it was in an interview. The other one's a tweet, but um I I love how this just takes his entire situation and it just puts everything out there, so you know it's like. Okay, it's backstage, but it's not with the company. So it's like he just pisses off everybody around him that's not it that's not like on the corporate level, which I would probably be one of those people that's around him every day and would hate his absolute fucking guts. I don't know if this is true or not, but Gossi did just tw- message us he has it in his contract that he's allowed to smoke weed, which I <laughs> I feel like he would have negotiated that somehow. Yep. A way to do that. Was it last week where Dylan was like, when Pete Dunn comes out with Matt Riddle, he's playing the character of being upset with uh, of being upset with Matt Riddle, but it Confused. genuinely it genuinely feels like Timothy Thatcher is actually upset.
upset with him as a human being. Oh no, he's just confused. He's just like, how is this happening? Yeah. Why am I playing? Why am I in a newlyweds game? I think so. This isn't why I got into professional wrestling. I used to watch World of Sport. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, the other tweet that he said, sent out, I think it was just earlier today, he just tweeted a picture of him hitting a punching bag on the ground over and over again, or like a video, and it says, just me being a stallion to think I was fired from UFC seven years ago, while on a four-fight win streak still blows my mind. I still wonder, what if I still fought? Where would I be? P.S. Wrestling is way cooler. This fucking guy. We gotta get into baby faces of the week, because I can't keep talking about him. And I'll start, because my baby face of the week is Brandy fucking Rhodes for emitting such... The term I'm going to use to describe it is power wife energy. <laughs> it's the same same kind of energy emitted yep. from uh, from Revy Hardy has this exact same kind of power wife energy. But uh, I read that she had cut a promo on Jake, and I'm like, oh, whatever. But I was scrolling Instagram, and they actually posted the full promo. Promo, and I watched it, and it is the most intimidated I've ever been by any AEW wrestler of all time, because I forgot Brandy is a great promo when she's not trying to do some weird spooky gimmick. She is fantastic, and she's just like, hey, Jake, um, I know you probably want to have like an altercation or something you're gonna have your big tough murder hawk behind you you're gonna try to make me look real scared and you're gonna try to slap me in the face and make me look real small well this ain't 1991 anymore and if you slap me i'm gonna hit you back (laughs) i am it was like i am not samson's delilah i am not fucking cleopatra i'm not bill's monica loved that one and it was just like her laying down the fucking law prepping to get a snake put on her prepping for her husband to get fucking murdered i feel like the only i i feel like the only real that's the only reason that cody didn't come out is maybe brandy was like no matter what happens i need to prove myself let just let it happen whatever happens but even then you'd think cody'd be like I know she said whatever happens, happens, but that's a fucking snake. I'm not about to let a snake get put on my wife. I love the idea that there was a, that they could have just had a scene where she literally sends him home before this happens. Oh, like, yeah, Like, puts yeah. him in a car and tells him to go. Uh, yeah, and FMA's right. Corporate Brandy is ten times scarier than witch Brandy. It is so much, it's like night and day of caring about Brandy Rhodes. I don't know, man. When she was doing those episodes where, like, she she was like hallucinating a psychiatric visit. I I was afraid of Brandy then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I was afraid of Brandy. <laughs> I was afraid that she would have some scissors all of a sudden, and some wrestlers were going to be stabbed. That's legitimate fear. Yeah, she's one of those people like Hangman, where she's very good about bringing, like, real-life issues into wrestling. Whether that be, like, depression or anxiety or, like, worrying if you're good enough. She's very good about melding that with wrestling. And that's why Brandy is, like, my pick of the week, babyface of the week. It's funny because most of the time it's all about being over the top with your character. But she's just more being, like, bringing over-the-top energy to normal shit, which I think is why she works so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the nice thing about a lot of the, the the managers in AEW, is that, like, none of them feel like the, oh, slap you around. Like, 
her and Penelope Ford. Like Penelope Ford just gets all up in people's matches. Yeah, and it's she's like, it's really refreshing. Rana you, she's like, I will hurricane Rana you into the sun. Don't fuck <laughs> with me. I'm really waiting for her to pull out a meteora. That's like I, every week. I'm just like, just one time, just one time. They're yeah, really yeah. good about showing, like, yeah, our managers can fight too. They are not just fragile little uh, porcelain like statues. Jake Roberts yeah. will still DDT you on the outside. Don't tempt him. Don't. That's the only reason why I'm like, yeah, EC3 could manage the revolt, because AEW has managers that look like they would fuck you up, and EC3 looks exactly like that. Yeah. I mean, you could even put him in a match eventually. Yeah. Uh, Blake, D, whoever wants to go next for babyface? I want to go with my babyface, because it's a it's a smaller thing, but it's just because... I really, I really hope for the best for him, and, uh, my baby face is, uh, Matt Cardona, also known as Zack Ryder, um, because of, uh, I was just reading this the other day, and it was about his Mania spot, at, uh, or his spot at Mania 32, so, uh, there was an injury, and, uh, it's what led to him being put in the match, I can't remember who got injured, Pac. uh, huh? Pac. Pac, yeah, Pac. it was. Pac, yeah. Um, Where's but, he? Oh, wait, England. I was like, where the fuck's he been? He, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> this is what he said. So I went to Road Dog, and one of the things that I said to him was, I have never heard my music play at Mania. And Oh, yeah. Because at 28, when he was like the leader of Team Teddy or whatever, it was Teddy Long's music he had to come out to. Yep. And uh, he said that Road Dog said later that, it was that one comment that stuck with him and got him to vouch for him to get that moment, like his actual WrestleMania moment of I winning think, the IC title. Well, no, that was what got him in the match. I think Cody Rhodes came out later and said, we all knew the Maurice, like, raw thing going into it. So the boys all voted for Ryder to have the moment because he deserved it. And like, I, I was like, I, that's hard. I think there's like a... I think there's, like, a ton of stories about it, because what I've always heard is that, like, someone backstage saw a picture of Ryder backstage with Razor, with him in the IC title, like a little baby Ryder with Razor holding the IC title, and they were like, he's back here, because I think the NWO was getting inducted that year, and he goes, give him the title, let him take a replica photo, but in reverse, and that's what I heard about it, but it's probably a combination of all of these things together that led to that. Yeah, all I know is that uh, wrote like this is the conversation that he had with Road Dog. So I'm betting that it was probably his goodwill with fucking everybody that got them all to like vouch for him in a certain way. And it just really, it it really goes to show just how good of a guy he is backstage and how much people like him. Uh, because I I would always remember how much Edge and Christian on their podcast would just lay into Ryder. And they, it's like, l- only with that little brother energy, the one person that you'd do anything for, but you'd still beat the shit out of. See, I'm happy he's getting over with me again, because he did slowly lose his push in Scotty's mind the time I told him that Edison was better than La Cava de Tequila, and he told me to fuck off on Instagram. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, he was right. <laughs> I live here. I've never even been to that place, but I'll tell you, he was right. Um, All right. And also, there was another thing that I saw. uh, It was just uh, someone posted about a a program that they were wanting to do, I think, another (laughs) WWE podcast. I saw this. To, like, uh, 
just like old merchandise and stuff, and like toys that they could talk about that WWE's doing. And like, huh, if only they had two guys who were really into that kind of thing to host that podcast. <laughs> and Ryder actually put LOL when he retweeted it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. Uh, Even if it but- was... Oh, sorry. Oh, you're good. That that's all I was gonna say. Like that was just like what made it stand out as someone who deserves all of my sympathy and I hope does really well from now on. Even if it wasn't like just toys, even if it was old like in ring stuff or like overall merchandise, you have to guess that at this point Ryder and Hawkins had like built up so many connections. Oh like, yeah. hell, even even Gallows used to get old WCW rings from a guy that he would sell. Like, you had people with – and you got rid of all of them that I'm aware of. Yeah, yeah I- that's that's a funny thing too because uh, if you're even in a game like that because my dad, uh, he loves collecting autographs. Uh, he started with Star Wars stuff and he's moved on to just about fucking everything. And he knows – Anything that you could ever know about getting a signature or an autograph on something, and he knows who will get you that signature or autograph, and he knows where to find them. And it's like, once you make those connections, like in the collector's world, you're set for fucking life. Yeah, because I think what the show is, is it's going to be like traveling around the country. It's going to be like a live TV show, but it's going to travel around the country, try to find these old pieces of memorabilia from like The Rock and Austin and shit like that, which they are like perfectly made for. But nah, we're good, actually. Yep. Speaking of signatures, my baby face of the week, which by the way, I need to talk to you about that then, Blake, because... Fucking mania didn't happen, so I didn't get my bullet club uh, or my bullet club signatures. Consequently, today marks the seventh, or this la- this last week marked the seven year anniversary of the greatest stable of the millennia, the Bullet Club. <laughs> bu- 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 bullet Club for 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 life. Really, it's for me. It's right behind NWO in terms of like really great music. Um. And, like, it's just, I, I don't know, I love Bullet, I still love Bullet Club, I'm still glad it's going. There are a lot of things in New Japan where I was like, why is that still, why is Chaos still a thing? They're not, really. I don't know why they're even there. Like, Suzuki Goon, like, Suzuki's thing, that probably needs to be broken up and rebranded, needs to become, like, Zack Sabre. But Bullet Club, every time that it happens, like, they they find, they find a way. They're always, they're always relevant, they're always influential. Like, I could... Like, let, let's see here. Uh, what did all did Bullet Club do? Bullet Club um, got um, freaking Finn Balor on WWE's radar because it was his Wrestle Kingdom, like, fucking demon entrance that got him, like, on that. Bullet Club uh, fucking skyrocketed AJ Styles' value. AJ Styles' contract is, he will even tell you, it was directly because of going to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Bullet Club is responsible for all elite wrestling. Yeah. First, because the young brought the Young Bucks to Japan. Then it brought over Omega, so they had a place. And then it brought in Cody, and the Bucks connecting with Cody is what eventually led to all elite wrestling. Now, granted, there was that part where the elite broke off and there were some rough times, but then they brought back, like, Switchblade to, like, re rehealify the group. And then they turned Kenta, which has led to, like, two of the most memorable New Japan moments, like, of the last year, which was him turning and, like, fucking up Shibata 
and Shibata having momentary return, and him ruining the end of Wrestle Kingdom. Which oh, yeah. they'll play that they'll play that shit for decades. <laughs> we had this great moment. Nigel finally ascended to the top uh, top. Kenta Lol, hold my beer. <laughs> hold my hold my Kieran. Hold my Kieran. It, it amazes me how well they've been able to stay relevant. They may not have always been the most relevant or always been at the very tippy top, but they're always somewhere doing something. And yeah. it's it, it's really good. Like most of the original members like aren't even there, but it still feels like close to its core because they always find a way to justify the connection. And I honestly think they're probably about to shoot up even more when Machine Gun Carl Anderson comes back, because you know that's going to lead to something, whether that be a feud with Jay White over who the new leader is, whether that be it's like a, a joining and making it bigger, like whatever. It's about to skyrocket, I think. But for now, I do want to have a closing, not a closing argument, but it's just a closing idea. I want us to fantasy book a little bit, because earlier we were talking about, like, maybe if you did a Four Horsemen stable, who would you do it with, and stuff like that. And that led to us talking about Marty and ROH. If ROH ever opened the door to AEW to work together, how would you bring in Marty's Skrull? Okay, hold on, let me, let me, let me start. Hear me, hear me out, hear me out. Okay. Um, So... At a, at a certain point, like the elite, Cody Cody breaks off. The elite need a fourth person. It's gonna kind of be like Matt Hardy was, where he was supposed to come in for blood and guts. Except surprise, surprise, uh, Marty comes in. Marty returns and everything. And then afterwards, after winning, they're giving that speech. It was like, it's so good to have our friend Marty here. And Marty's like, no, man, all my friends are dead. And he yeah. just like he just he just hey, all my friends are dead. But, but business is forever. And then you bring, then you just bring out the good brothers. <laughs> Holy shit! The best way to do villains incorporate, villain incorporated in AEW is to bring back all of their past people they've left behind. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You know what? You got it. A fucking, no, uh, no, a ghost in a sheet walks out, pulls it off. Adam Cole. What the fuck? How do we get Ooh. him? <laughs> that it's that can't, that's not real. It's impossible. And then that's then when you, he, that's when Cole pulls the mask off, and it's another Marty. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I, my original thing was like, uh, this is all predicated on them being tweeners, because there's way too many heel factions. Yeah. In AEW, there aren't enough baby faces. There's no real tweener group. You're one side or the other. So like having the three of them, where like they beat the shit out of the elite. But then maybe the next week, the inner circle is like, you know, we can always do business. And then they freaking magic killer like Sammy Guevara. He'll sell it like death. You're fine. (laughs) But like you do something like that where you have like a real tweener group where they're just like, we're not here for any of you. We're here for us. Yeah. yeah. Good brother's going to good brother. But business is like and then like maybe you bring in some other underutilized people. Maybe you bring in like the hybrid two or freaking uh, Havoc and uh, Jimmy Havoc and um, fucking Super uh, Kip Sabian are teaming together. They're both up and comers. Uh, Marty's worked with probably both of them. I know he worked a lot with Jimmy in progress. Like you could you could realistically build like a five man if you really wanted to. Yeah. And Jimmy and Kip are on in that weird in between where you're like they're heels, 
but they're damn entertaining heels, and I want I want something to cheer for them for. Like, um, Kip had a match with Cole Cabana. Cole Cabana was almost my face of the week, um, because he had a match with Kip on Dark, and like he managed to make me feel bad for Kip because midway through the match, it looked like Penelope Ford <laughs> was starting to want to go with Colt Cabana. <laughs> And I was like, I hope <laughs> Kip kicks his ass. Fucking Cabana over here. Alright, right, Blake, did you have a uh, a pitch? Yeah, okay, so one day, he just comes into the show. Okay, I see Blake fully blaked it. Blake really blaked this one. And, um, one, and everybody's like, holy shit, it's Marty. And he's like, yeah, but it's, time, it's time to get the band back together. Yeah. Then For- he beats him up or something, I don't know. For, for me, for me, I thought of more of an angle more than like the because Dylan definitely thought of storyline, which I appreciate. For me, I was gonna do it end of double or nothing after Lee and Moxley fight, but I don't like that. I want to do it after Archer and Cody fight, and I want Archer to treat Cody worse than he treated Dustin. I want it to look brutal, and I want to see like hangman and kenny come out and then like somebody beats the shit out of them and then like but you don't see you just see like two masked figures beat the shit out of them then you see the bucks start coming to the ring massive figure double clothesline takes them both out grabs nick drags him away you don't know where the fuck nick is at and so then the match ends, Cody is dripping on blood looking down in the mat and then up on the screen appears every single time that the Bucks, Kenny, Hangman, hell, even Dustin and QT Marshall, anytime they got beat down to shit and Cody was not there to save them, it is going to be Cody paying penance for all the times he could have been there for his friends, but he was not. And in between it, you just hear, see this flash all fucking someone someone like you see dustin's head bleeding my and then um like uh when they powerbomb matt through the stage friends and then another moment are another moment dead and then that's when lights shut out entirely and i was gonna have a moment where pco is on the top of a tron and just throws nick off the top of it so you had a writ like that would be the dead moment is a legitimate i think nick jackson is dead and then then marty comes out faces cody in the ring and it is a literal all my friends are dead you've done this to them why have you done this to my friends and what leads is a cody versus marty storyline of marty being like you've never been there for your friends you like to preach about how much you enjoy this family about how much this is elite about how much you are here for them but you are never truly here for them and i've now crossed company borders just to get with my friends just to see them and try to help them and it is it's not a It's not, like, for leadership of the elite or anything like that, but it is definitely a I'm proving I'm a better friend than you storyline. As long as at the end of it you hear whoop, whoop, and then the crowd pops. That's all I need. You can't not have that. That has to be in all of his his shit now. Actually, you know what? Pay for for the Bloody Bloody Beat Roots uh, remix. Play that original (laughs) song. Just pay the pay the money for it. Tony Khan's got that. He spent that on caviar this week. Don't lie to me. <laughs> no, it, w- it would be all my friends are dead. Burr, whoop, whoop, burr, and then that's when the music hits. 
lights flash white. I like that idea. I think we got. I think what we should do, we should add some extra layers to it. Okay, so it starts out with Cody coming out saying he bought Ring of Honor. <laughs> no, and this will actually this will actually be predicated on the cons buying Ring of Honor, and then. Marty comes out and he says, now hold on, that contract says Rhodes. But it says and Marty Rhodes. <laughs> it's like, I'm your brother, Cody. It says Rhodes, and then it's fucking Dustin. Dustin, Dustin coming out. Rhodes. That's what I was that's what I was gonna do. No, it's Scotty, can you send me saying, Scotty, can you send me Blake's address? I'm gonna break quarantine to drive up there and kick his ass. <laughs> it, It'll be nice to see you, please. I'll make more of these great ideas just so you can come visit. <laughs> to fuel your rage as you drive all night. <laughs> all right, what'd you boys learn this week? Uh, uh, oh, fuck. I learned um, that we will we will overbook anything if you give us enough time. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that I'm the master of underbooking, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he just shows up one day, baby. That's all it's going to be. That's it. You need to have a conference with Cody Rhodes. That's what you need, Blake. <laughs> and I learned... he'll just he'll just end up doing it all for me, just like Scotty does now. <laughs> yeah, baby. And I learned that if WWE has a great idea for a network exclusive, they're gonna fire the two perfect people for the job right before they come up with it. Where can they find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter, you can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube, and you can find me here on the BS Network in our other podcast, A Load of BS, Deviant. Check them out! Yep, Deviant just had its season finale. It was absolutely baller, and I made Blake sing Living on a Prayer. And I hate you for it still. Friendship. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, go follow other professional wrestlers. I don't do anything on Twitter. Go follow. I don't like, need session- your follows. I don't need your your followership. Go follow Session Moth Martina. She's fucking insane. She doesn't know how to add. She's crazy. Watch Jordan Devlin lose his mind trying to have the have a British woman answer basic math and history questions. It's the best thing ever. And watch as she gets Scott Hall, Scott Hall kicked off of Twitter for being an <laughs> asshole. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon and check out the BS Book Club, which is our brand new podcast, and it's just audiobooks of all my different novels. If you want to listen to BS versus the Gods before you buy it, you can check it out right there on the BS Book Club, and you can find it and all of our other programming online at a load of purebs.com, including Deviant, including a load of BS. BS Book Club, me again. They're all available at a load of purebs.com. Special thanks to Megaran for our theme song, Fighters. Go check out Megaran, give him all the support on the YouTubes, on the, I forgot this, I forgot Spotify's name for a second there, that was a, that was a big wolf. Spoofy. Just give him some love like you're giving us some love. And support us on Patreon, support us by picking up some merch, or most importantly, tell a friend to check out Fight Boys. Pick up your phone, text your closest wrestling friend that they need to listen. And as always, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Chris Hero, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!